except the days are loaded. Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed. Everybody knows the war is over. Everybody knows the good guys lost. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Effing Terrible Podcast. Per usual, I am Effing Terrible. And it's Monday Night Football, so we got Florida Steve back in Florida. Thank God. Really? Was Maui that rough on you? Maui was rough, man. It was uh, it was rough. How so? You know, some say you can get, you know, too tan, <laughs> too relaxed. I'm like a... I'm like a a golden teddy gram right now. <laughs> oh man, you got that I mean, nice dark skin. Tell like, you what, like there's a chance what. you may have been doing a lot of yard work. Yeah, sure, yard work. That's it. Yeah, I'm. I, I feel for you. You know, beaches yeah. in Maui. You know, and all those vodka drinks. It's it's a tough life that you live. I'm not gonna lie. I married well, and which um, is always a plus. I suggest you do that. Yeah, any if, chance you get. If I give advice to anyone out there, it would be marry well. Because, Great advice. Yes, yes. And if you're lucky, you know you get a looker as well. So <laughs> double marry, score for me. Marry well and out of your, you know, above in class, like in your above oh, your yeah. weight class. Oh yeah. You're definitely in all categories, and I. And it, no, no offense to you, because so am I. You're absolutely punching out of your weight class. Your wife is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not, I'm not a bad looking person, but I, but I definitely, definitely outkick my coverage. Oh, for sure you did. But yeah. again, I agree, not a bad looking guy, if I do say so myself. But like, it, for like sure if I, you if, did. If I was a Vegas bet, I would definitely be the underdog. Yeah, it's yeah. always you, really nice because we have some. We grew up together, and our families are very similar. And I'm sure your family did exactly what my family did. Is that like when everyone started to meet your wife, everyone was like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> don't fuck it up. Yeah. Keep your, shit, keep your shit together. I'm pretty sure my pretty sure my family knew immediately that I was not letting go without a fight. Yeah. Good. Good. We were all hoping for that. And it's the same thing yeah. with me. When everyone met my wife, they're like, oh, you're going to fuck this up. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to fuck it up. I can feel it. And we're going to always look back and be like, remember that one that we all liked? And you fucked that <laughs> one up. And like we, yeah, my family kind of always assumed I would fuck it up, and that we would just, you know, we'd have to do the math on what weekend, what what holidays I'd get to spend with my kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. So yes, sir. Uh, so tonight we are back on Monday Night Football on Monday, so we're gonna get it back in the swing of things. You know, some uh, physical ailments and uh, trips to Maui have uh, thrown us off kilter, but. Uh, no offense to Steve. He was ready to go wherever it was at. I was the one that was falling apart, but we'll be back tonight. But before we get into the NFC South, which is going to be a fun time, uh, I have two things I would like to bring up to you that have nothing to do. Uh, One's got something to do with sports. I hope I hope you're going where I think you're going with the oh, news. No. Go ahead. No, I, I don't know that it is. What are you talking about? Oh, the Jason Hayward news? Oh, no, no, no. I would have brought that up, too. Yeah, I should bring that up. I... That's we'll do that one too. Okay, because I'm curious what your thoughts are on that one. Be gone. That contract's been an anchor forever. 
Agreed. Agreed. But you do have a World Series under your belt. Oh, it's worth it. It's one of those contracts that you accept. It's, it's it got you where it, you needed to be. Yes. It's, it's watching Glaber Torres succeed on a rental for Aroldis Chapman. Yeah. And I mean, again, we all, we all were on the same page to sell our soul for one win. Right. So I am, I feel that Jason Hayward situation is much like the um, Alfonso Soriano situation. How so? Great guy, a great player. And Jason Hayward, don't get, don't, do not, do not mince Jason Hayward's career. He's an outstanding fielder. Correct. Uh, hit had some clutch hits, had some good good games at the plate. Not great, mm-hmm. a lot of double plays. But he he is one of the best defensive outfielders of our generation. A very yeah, no, you're right, and a huge clubhouse guy. Right, it's not his fault that the Cubs gave him stupid money. Yeah, and they, it, they, they, they they were bidding against gotcha. themselves. Right, it's the same situation with Alfonso Soriano. You can mm-hmm. hate the Alfonso Soriano contract. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Soriano carried the Cubs for months at a time. No, I, he absolutely did. I mean, he, he would get on tears where he, he, he yeah, would carry absolutely. them. You're absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And here's another one that's got nothing to do with uh, baseball, but is kind of similar. And we already did the NFC North, so I'll bring it up. Here's one that everybody gives a hard time to. It's not Kirk Cousins' fault they paid him what they pay him. Correct. He is a serviceable quarterback. Who's overpaid? Absolutely. No one on the planet's gonna be like, no, no, you're overpaying me, bro. Yeah, like exactly. no way. So no, I he, can't. I can't sign this contract. It's too big. Yeah, exactly. No, no one's, one's gonna, gonna say, do that. So agree. I agree. I am happy to see him go because I, I'm at a point now where I want to jettison the entire show, like all remembrances of that time period. That being, well, just that's completely not true because I am kind of glad that they kept Wilson. I just think. Yeah, but he's gonna be gone for nothing. I don't know that he will. Here's my. I hope he's. I hope he's not. Here's my hope because I I did a, a short podcast about this and now, this is what should happen. The Chicago Cubs are in a market where they have enough fucking money to spend. So let's say you didn't trade Happ, you didn't trade Contreras. So let's say oh let's say so when you're uh, you're looking at your opening game uh first game next year, so Seiya is in right. You got Hap and Center, right? We'll say them or Morrell, wherever you want to put them. Sure. Okay. And then uh, to be named later in left, a big game out, a big name outfield. Okay. Huge name uh, outfielder. Okay. So then in your infield, you got Nico Horner. Love him. That's my okay. guy. Yeah. Big Nico Horner fan. So Josh Bell is the guy that I circled as a serviceable, decent insert. Now, I know he just got traded from the Nationals um, in the Soto trade, but he'll still be a free agent, so you go get Josh Bell to play first for you. And then you can you can keep on Frankie Schwindel and all them. That's fine. And then, so you got Nico Horner, and then I'm a advocate for going out and picking up Dansby Swanson. There's another really serviceable guy who you won't need to break the bank for, but he will cost you money. Where right. are you going to play Dansby Swanson? Anywhere on the left side of the infield. Okay. And you make shift there. So, like, but I'm thinking, like, you got to think there's guys out there, like, like, uh, Awans. Maybe not getting, you're not going to get Soto next year, but Aaron Judge will be available. You're not, the cut, listen, man. Couldn't they? You, why couldn't they? 
No, no, they could. They could. This is why I always say, you know, in Chicago, the big argument is, or the big fight is always Cubs versus Sox. And my response to every Sox fan is both franchises are pathetic. You are in a large market and you both teams act like they're in a small market. I will tell you this. If if the Cubs do not make major splashes and and free agency in the offseason and then they do let Wilson and Ian Happ leave for nothing, then Jed Hoyer should be fired. I agree. I think I think the entire front office should be fired. Yeah, let them go because you now you 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 fucked up. Now, if you're saying I'm not going to let them go for nothing because I have the opportunity to rebuild in the offseason. Because if you had one or two, if you had Dansby Swanson or uh, there's other guys, I did this. I got to go back through my notes and look at everything. There's other guys that are available. There's pitchers too. There are a couple really decent pitchers that will make your pitching staff look reputable. And not to mention a couple of the younger guys that you brought up this year are not pitching all that bad. The Cubs are not the least entertaining team in baseball. No, I'm watching them right now. I'm watching them play the Nationals right now, and they're going to win again. So I'm just saying, if you go, I don't have, I don't have faith. Yeah. I just don't have faith in the Ricketts. I I have no, I have no faith in that money, in their money coming out of their pockets, unless it's to buy a hotel or real estate. But it did the year that they won, they went out and they, you know, I mean, there there was other draft picks and then, you know, they spend the money on Hayward or whatever, but yeah, if they don't make that move, then yeah, they fucking drop the ball. Yeah. Now, I, I think the ball's already been dropped, and I think we're just waiting to, to actually see it hit the ground. Okay. Well, I hope not. So I, I hope, I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I don't have faith in this. Uh, I don't have faith in this ownership right now. I think they fucked this entire thing up. I'm at a point where I don't know that I have faith, but I'm at a wait and see. I'm going to go, all right, this is your chance. Yeah, sure. Sure, this show me it. what you got. And if you fuck it up, see, Jed Hoyer, you're see, out. Yeah. Theo, Theo showed you how to do it. Theo got things done, and... He walked because he saw the Ricketts weren't going to spend the money to keep this thing going, and they weren't going to do the moves they needed to make. And I think he did the right. I think they did the right thing by moving uh, by moving Rizzo to a contender and moving uh, Chris Bryant to a contender, or at least let him not a contender. They you know they sent him to San Francisco where he wanted to play, yeah, and then and then let him sign a deal with the Rockies, which was a terrible decision because. What are you going to win with the Rockies? But well, that, whatever, that's that's on him. That's the thing, I, too, is right now, for what decisions they made, which was you let you let Bryant leave, you let Baez leave, you let Rizzo leave, and then if you want to throw Schwarber in the mix, too, you can't. So those four guys, with the exception of Kyle Schwarber, who is like third on the list of home runs in the season right now, but he's still just a D- you know, he still just slugs. He's still who he is. He's the same guy he he's always yeah. been. He's still, he's still batting 200. Yeah, he's still the same guy he's always been, which is fine. The rest of those guys are fucking garbage. Anthony Rizzo is who he is. He hits occasionally, and right now he's out with the back again every year. Yep. Always. Yep. Bryant has yep. not been healthy uh, consistently at all this year. I don't think he has a – has he hit a home run yet? If he did, he's only got one or two. Baez is just wasting away in Detroit. Like, you didn't – you're not you didn't you didn't let anyone leave that you're watching them just blow up and be like, oh, how do we let that guy leave? Just like now, for example, what the Washington Nationals just did, I think that will blow up in their face. Juan Soto is going to be great for a long time. Well, Juan Soto is what, 23 years old? Yes. So yeah, Juan Soto 
Juan Soto, they weren't signing Juan Soto, so it doesn't matter. They they did what they needed to do. Um, I think the Cubs dropped the ball with Wilson because I don't think they're going to get a return for him. I think he's going to walk. I hope he doesn't, but I think he will. And Hap, uh, you you could have gotten something for Hap. Agreed. You 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 should have. But the Cubs did what really bad franchises do, and they show their hand. They show their cards, and you know what they're holding. And all the teams around the league lowballed them, and they they got nothing in return. Or I so, mean, because you're, you're talking about the Ricketts, and let me throw you this aspect too, because this is believable. Instead of going out like a, getting a big game guy. Let's say you go out and get like four or five middle of the road guys and you become super competitive. It's not that hard to win this division. Like, who are you afraid of? Like, yeah, no, I mean, it's the just Brewers, it's, like, stop it's it. the Brewer. Yeah. Brewers and Cardinals are who they are. The Cardinal, you know what, though? The hard thing with the Cardinals is that they're always, they're always like one year away from being great again. They were, but they may have run out. Like, they just, again, I don't know. I, they I just I, traded Harrison it, it, Bader. Yeah, until I see it happen with the Cardinals, until I see like a long stretch where they they don't bounce back, I won't believe it. They're, said, they're too they're too good. That being said, real quick, as I just saw it again, just a reminder: thirty four years ago today, I was at Wrigley Field for the first night under the game under the lights, and it got saw rebound. that. I saw that. And then the first official complete game was the following night. But we're getting not we're getting off task here because I still have two other things that I wanted to bring up. Okay, what are those? We'll go away from. Oh no, we're already on baseball, so I'll stay on it. All right. So I'm going to tell you. First of all, let me just let me just go here. Are you ready? I'm going to play it for you. Ready? Going to listen? Just listen. I'm listening. Ready? This fucking guy. There are there are certain walk-up songs that just make you think about things. And, uh, you know, you think of, like, Hell's Bells, you know, Enter Sandman for Mariana Rivera. You know, then you think of all these different guys who had walk-up music. Edwin Diaz for the New York Mets is killing people right now. And when he runs out to, and I don't mean to be this guy, it sounds like bullfighter music. I don't know. The name of the song is Narco, but it's like a bullfighter song to me. And this motherfucker jogs out there like a bullfighter. It looks like a, like he's terrified. And (laughs) I love it. Like I, I DVR the ninth inning of Mets games to watch it because (laughs) I mean, I'm, I love it to death. And then when you look at it and like, I'm sure personally, I think the Mets are going to Mets all over themselves like they always do. But that being said, dude, this fucking guy hasn't given up an earned run since June, since since before June. No earned runs June, July, or August. The guy is right now unhittable, and it's like that song hits, he loses his shit and goes in there in like a trance and fucks people up. It's awesome. If you haven't watched it, he's killing people. The entrance is entertaining as all shit. They got their little Met guy, the Metropolitan, uh, fanat- the Metropolitan standing on the uh, the dugout with a little uh, trumpet. Dude, it's fucking awesome. It's awesome. It's everything that great I love about baseball. But I hope the Mets, Mets all over themselves, like you said. I hate the Mets. I hate the Mets. 
I hate they, Pete Alonso. We covered Pete Alonso. Yeah. I hate his face. Yeah, I, I remember I, yeah, that. And it makes sense to I can't me. stand them. I can't stand the Mets. Makes total I, sense. I hate, yeah. So, and your third topic would be what? When someone says to you, I'm okay. So let, okay. So like right now, if I were to say, Hey man, let's hang out next Wednesday. What am I talking about? You'd be talking about not this upcoming Wednesday. I would say the next Wednesday, the following Wednesday. Correct. That's what I think. Technically you're wrong. See what but my saying? brain, but my brain works like yours. Yeah, when someone like says this, to me Wednesday, next Wednesday, this Wednesday's always this Wednesday's already spoken for. It would be this Wednesday. So this Wednesday is in two days, right. like not yeah, tomorrow, but the next day. Correct. So what I'm people are telling me is that Wednesday is Wednesday, and then this Wednesday is somehow the following Wednesday. No, or, uh-uh. ne- or, or I'm sorry, next Wednesday is in two days. I'm like, no, no that's not when. No, next Wednesday is in a week. Right. And I can't wrap my head around it. I do this all day long with people. Te- technically, they're right. We're wrong. Technically. Yeah, but I don't. But, you're, yeah. but, but if your brain operates that way, I don't want to hang out this Wednesday or next Wednesday. Yeah. And here's the thing is if you're going to try and sell me on that, then let's sit down and have a really deep conversation about the word read. All right. You're going to tell me that read is spelled the same way, whether it's read or read based on context. You're an asshole. The whole language is stupid. You got three different twos, a bunch of different theirs, and then one read. You want me to buy that? That's garbage. It's lazy. Well, I would tell you then you should learn a new language. I would. I, I if it was more or or I mean, don't I, or don't complain about it. At this point, I'd probably be better off to learn a different language because everybody's just gonna, you know. I mean, it's kind of what we do around here, but that's a whole other podcast for a whole other day. But I'm gonna be <laughs> this is, from in the future if you're talking to me. And I'm a little bit of a diva. I expect people to cater to me and like and kowtow to me. So here's the thing. If I say next Wednesday and it's Monday or Tuesday, I mean in a week. I don't mean tomorrow. It was tomorrow, I'd say tomorrow. Or if I was going to mean this Wednesday that's coming up next, it would be this Wednesday. Next yeah. Wednesday is in a week. This Wednesday is right or, now. Or in, just in Wednesday. Or, or just, just Wednesday. Wednesday. Or just Wednesday is fine too. I agree. I just don't I'm understand how we're going to have these kind of arguments about their pronouns and no one's going to pay attention to this. I got to follow all your them theirs and your he she's and your yeah. sis. Yeah, we're missing we're your... missing we're missing the big issues. Yeah, when well, we should be approaching this. Okay, those are the things I, I wanted to get out of the way as we okay. Boom. All right. Now back into the game. <laughs> NFC South. NFC South. I've been so looking <laughs> forward to this one cuz <clears> I can't <throat> wait to argue with you about a couple of things. I can't wait to argue. So I agree. And now a reminder for everybody, what we're doing is we're going to be going through all the divisions. We're going to break down the divisions, pick our winners as decided between me and Steve. And then we are going to place a bet and parlay all of them so we can win lots and lots of money. That being said, to cover up, we have the Packers winning the North and then we have the Colts winning their division. That's what we've covered so far. Packers and the Colts. So now it's time for the NFC South. And I feel like are you good with starting with the Falcons? I think we start at yes, the bottom. Agreed. <laughs> I think we start at the bottom and work our way up. Agreed. So um now that being said, the Falcons are going to be bad. Correct. But 
there's hope for them in the future. Yes, I agree with that statement. Uh, I agree with that statement for some of what they've done. Yeah, if they don't fuck it up and they keep on keeping on, there's a chance for them. Yes. They have a receiving core that has the potential to be one of the best in the league. Yeah, and one of them might be listening to our um, our our podcast trying to get betting advice. That's true. That's true. He Hopefully, should stop betting, though. He should he probably should have stop. someone bet for him. Correct. He, his wife should do all the betting or his mom. And the thing is, is that's a good argument because here's the thing is there's no way they can do that because if a congresswoman's husband can make money off stocks, then a NFL wide receiver's wife can bet on games. Correct. Correct. Ar- if, argument made. Yeah. Argument made. It's over. Um, I am I am not buying in to no matter what anybody says. And I've I've listened to countless professionals Countless people who are credible sources speak of Marcus Mariota oh, no. like he is going to have some sort of uh, – uh, he's going to start his career because, quite frankly, he's done nothing. Nothing. He's done nothing in his career. Uh, well, he came out so highly touted, couldn't read a playbook, couldn't, couldn't uh, dissect a defense, still can't, but he's going to be the savior. Here not is the by only- here is the only claim to fame that I will remember for Marcus Mariota. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. I remember watching this game specifically and then what happened following. Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans were absolutely getting stomped by the Kansas City Chiefs in the first half of a playoff game. Uh, I want to say it was the divisional around conference. Maybe I don't remember. I'm not, I, that one's fuzzy for me, but they were getting fucking mud hold. And the second half started and the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt Nagy, forgot that he had the number one rushing attack in the NFL and just didn't run the motherfucking ball. And the Tennessee Titans came back and knocked out the Chiefs that year. And then what happened the following Monday, because that happened on the Saturday night, Monday morning, Matt Nagy was the new head coach of the the, the Chicago Bears. Yeah. So yeah, that's what Marcus Mariota's claim to fame is. Now, is it possible that they could build up this whole team and have like a bunch of really good drafts and pick up some free agents? And Marcus Mariota could Ryan Tannehill this shit for a little bit. Sure, maybe if he doesn't maybe. fuck up, but most likely he's holding a spot for Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and and a lot's going to ride on that. A lot yeah. rides on that. That but being even, said, everyone is really hyping up Felipe Franks. Yes. So I, I don't I don't know that I can get on that, but I, I'll sure sure. It sounds like to me either it's true. Or it's um, training camp bullshit, so they can trade a third quarterback they don't really need. Probably, most likely, it's that. Um, yeah, it sounds like a lot of bear talk where everyone's telling everyone how great Justin Fields did in seven on seven drills. Which every time I see that, I'm like, do you want me to go back and find the Mitch Trubisky quotes? Because I'll show you how great he did in right, seven on exactly. seven. Exactly. Or how remember how great Mike Glennon looked in seven on seven with that big fucking okay. neck of his. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You're a professional football but player. I, I you better think, look good in seven on seven. I, I think that they I think they'll finish last in this divi- division. Easy. Easy. But I think with their with their draft of Drake London, if he mm-hmm. pans out, which I don't I don't see him not panning out. I think he's gonna be really good. Calvin Ridley's already shown you that he's really good. Um 
They saw, they they traded for Brian Edwards, who's who's just a guy. Russell Gage is a guy, but the professional receivers. Gage is gone. Um, Gage is gone. When did Gage? Gage stayed in the division, though I believe. Let me double check before I speak out of turn. I want to now that we're having this conversation. No, I believe you. No, no, he's gone. He's gone and stayed in the division. He went over to see my guy. TB12. Did he? Okay. Yeah, okay. Russell so Gage that, is that, gone. That, he's in he's in Tampa with TB12. All right, so that's a mistake. That's a mistake on my part. Anyways, it doesn't matter because he's 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 just a guy. He's a, he's another receiver. Drake London and Calvin Ridley are your are your main receivers. You have one of the most crazy players maybe in history like one of the craziest in the history of football with Cordell Patterson because Super weird. this this dude just does whatever he has to do and he he's, and he's good at whatever he, he has to do. He's like old Debo. He's old Debo. There you go. He's like 32-year-old, 34-year-old whatever Cordell Patterson is whatever he is. He's Debo when you know before Debo was Debo. He's old man Debo. So it's that's who he is, and uh, but I will tell you the one that we haven't gotten to. And if they don't figure it out, he'll demand a trade or some shit. Kyle Pitts is a fucking freak of nature. Of course he is, and of course that's who that's where I was I was gonna go to next is Kyle Pitts along with those two receivers and Cordell Pat- Patterson. Hey, if you have a halfway decent offensive line and a quarterback that doesn't f up too much. You can put some numbers up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Their their defense also got better. It's not going to be good, but it got better. Eddie Goldman, Grady Jarrett, these guys can play. So is their defense going to be great? Probably not. But if it gets better, you can start seeing them move up a little bit. You can start yeah. seeing them take, take some uh, – some steps in the right direction. They'll they'll be plucky, and the division will matter what TB12 does, and it will also matter what goes on in Carolina, and if they ever figure out their quarterback thing, and then all it pretty much matters what everyone else is going to do too. But like, we know that we're that they're bottom dwellers this year. That's the way it is. Yeah, that's right. But the future is not bleak. It's not bleak. You have to have some optimism if you're a Falcons fan. Should yeah, which is a hard thing to say for a Falcons fan. True, you know, I mean, twenty-eight to three. Ugh, ugh. Called that one. I called that one. Oh God, what a great Super Bowl. Okay, so then I guess the question is: is who do you want to do next? Well, for we're going from top to bottom. Yeah, that's why I asked. I'm. I would go with the Panthers next. I think you're right. I think you're I think right. I'm right as well. I think I'm right as well. Here's the only thing that I will say to you. It makes me a little nervous that maybe it could work out for them. Christian McCaffrey is a freak. When if he's healthy. If he's healthy. There you go. And he has to be healthy. And if he doesn't stay healthy this year, he's done. They may cut him. Because I don't think you do another year with him playing four or five games. No, just, it, it'd be yeah, it'd be really hard to do. And that being said, I personally love Matt Corral. I don't think you're going to see him a lot this year, 
Because here's your biggest thing that I was going to bring up, and I had this marked for talking about another day. You have a jaded, frustrated, pissed off Baker Mayfield on a contract year. Yep. My and guy. I don't he's, like him. He's, but- he's my guy this year, and I know you don't like him. This is one of the arguments I couldn't wait to have. We touched on it a little bit the other night. I am a Baker fan. I love the fact he tried spiking a flag into a turf field. <laughs> and no, <laughs> I love it. I love that he is a ride-or-die teammate. He is a ride-or-die. Uh, he, he's a if, – if he's your quarterback and you're the coach, you know you got a guy that all he wants to do is win. He doesn't care. But wouldn't it he just be care great if he anything. was a little bit better? It would be great if he was a little bit better. My point with Baker Mayfield has been and always will be, he doesn't have to be great. He is good enough if you have a defense and you have some weapons around him, he is good enough to win. That, that's why I, I, there was a, there's a toss-up. I, I agree with you. Because the question that you need to have, now obviously I think we're going in the same direction here. So with the Panthers being here, I assume that you're going to say the Saints will be next. Yes, I would assume that. Okay, so then as we kind of break down both of them, here's the conundrum I sat at. If you were picking a quarterback to start for you right now and you had to pick between Baker and Jameis, you're taking Baker. Who's your head coach? That that would be that would be my my first question in making that decision. Who's your head coach? I think Jameis has a huge um, proving point this year because before he got hurt last year, Jameis was good. He had Sean Payton though. Sean oh. Payton's a great coach for a quarterback. He's a yes. great coach to have. If you have Sean Payton, I'm taking Jameis. Because Jameis is smarter than Baker. He's more physically gifted than Baker. And I also think he is a player's quarterback. He owns his locker room. Guys want to do well for him. Because Jameis had, listen, man, I know you hate Florida State. His, 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 his college career was amazing. I mean, when he wasn't sexually stealing lobsters or stealing, yeah, lobsters. Lobster. I don't care. I, I, we've already discussed this. I, I'm not looking for a role model in my sports, in my athletes. I don't care. Can you play the game? I don't. Uh, then that's all that matters to me. You can keep all the other. I, I left. I left that one a long time ago. I, you know when I, you know when I left that entire argument 100 completely. When was the Penn State yeah, scandal? Well, there you go. It was like, okay, there's no more good guys. If Joe Paterno turned out to be a, an evil villain, then anyone can be, and I'm done. I'm done putting any stock or faith into a professional athlete. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not my job. It's not their job to be a uh, a picture of morality. It just yeah. isn't. I don't care. Like I, I just don't care anymore. Give me here. There are two rules in my drafts every year. If you're in doubt on a player, ask yourselves two questions. 
ask yourself two, these two questions. Did he play for Alabama? Then draft him. <laughs> Good point. No, number two, is he the weed guy? Take the weed guy every time. And the only thing, like is I he, said, the only thing I would add to that is you always want, if you have a pick between two people and one of the guys on a contract here, maybe you want that guy. He's going to be hungry as shit. I, you asked me who, who I'm starting with, though. Yeah. And I think I'm going Jameis. It'll be interesting because I know that he started out the season well. I yep. agree. But there's so much history of him not. I mean, there's been, there's so many bad decisions on his part. And yeah, again, and that, now so you got many. Dennis. You have Dennis Allen instead of John Payton now. I get it. I get it. But he also got. Look at it. Look at his receivers, man. He's got Jarvis Landry, Traquan Smith, and Michael Thomas. As long as Michael I mean, Thomas' they, bitchy ass doesn't get all fucking uppity again. And like, we'll listen, do man. Leave him alone. Don't get Keyshawn involved in this, okay? <laughs> Don't get Keyshawn calling us. Yeah. And then the other part of it is, I mean, Chris Olave, ugh, he was dirty at Ohio State. Agreed. He has weapons. He's got the good, Alvin the good Kamara. Is, the good news. Well, we don't know that for you, for certain yet. Well, you're right. But he might be he gone does. for eight games too. Right, but in theory, in in for the sake of conversation, he's still a saint. Eventually, you think most likely, but most likely. The good news is, too, dude, is if Jamison get Jameis gets hurt, you got Andy Dalton right behind him to pick up pick up where he oh, left off. Oh, come up. on. Here and here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that I know. I get that joke. I get that joke 100%. Saw him with the Cowboys, saw him with the Bears. Hated every minute of both. Listen, though, here's why I like the Saints. And I make the statement that the Buccaneers season in their division will come down to what they do in head to head competitions with the Saints. The Saints have had last year the number four defense in the league. And they added Tyron Matthew. Yeah, honey, don't give a fuck. Yep. PJ Williams and Marcus May. Mm. Their their secondary is going to be very good again. Better this year. Yeah, they're going to be good. Their secondary is going to be so good that I believe that this division comes down, and I know I, it's unpopular, and I am a Tom Brady believer, and I will fight. I will go down with him until the day he is not good or retires. I will always bet on him. I, I told my family when uh, he was down to the Falcons, I said, this game is not even close to being over. I said, it, it's it Tom is. Brady. It's it Tom Brady. Is. It's never over. No. So I'm not betting against Tom Brady. No. But I will say that I believe this division comes down to the head-to-head battles between the Saints and the Bucks. I will tell you this. I think it matters big time that you most likely are going to lose Kamara for at least half the season. It could. Yep, absolutely. You're going to not – you're guaranteed not to have Kamara for one of the games against the Bucks. Agreed. I get it. And that sucks for them because Kamara – I mean, a running back like that, like you said, who's Christian McCaffrey-esque, mm-hmm. is such a safety valve for 
a bad or, or you know middling quarterback, it's so huge to have that check down where that check down has got a really decent chance of taking it all the way, like dropping it, taking it to the house. Like he's disgusting. And for him not to be there, let's say six games, maybe eight, it's fucked for them. I think that's going to matter big time. I agree. So, I agree. However, however, they have a great receiving core. And they also brought back Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram will eat up yards. He will do the dirty work. And he went to Alabama. He will do do dirty work. He will. I know he's old. He's, what is he, 32? I believe he's 32. He'll do the dirty work, though. So if you have. What's that? I'm a Mark Ingram fan. I'm a Mark Ingram fan, too. I I like him. He he is a. he, he's a solid running back. Here's a question he will for pick you. Up the yards, yeah. Just I just pulled this out of my ass right now. With everything going on with Kamara and Mark Ingram being fine, but a little older. If you're the Saints, do you make a phone call to Cleveland to grab Kareem yep. Hunt? Absolutely, you do. I think uh, every team in football should be on the phone to see what it'll get take to get Kareem Hunt. Do you know who every I would be team? On? I want Every to see him team in the Bucks. Let's get him in the Bucks. Let's get him to the Bucks. Yeah, I mean Leonard Fournette's fat. He's came in not. Fat. Well, he's fat. Yeah, he's fat. He's came in fat. He'll, he'll, he'll get down. That. He'll get down. He'll get it's down. Hot he'll Florida. get down. Yeah. Yeah. You have no choice but to lose weight. <laughs> so that being said, our our agreed on already winner. You don't bet against TB12. No. And they added they added Akeem Hicks to the defensive line, and they're they were already ranked number they were the five number five defense. I know people are making a big deal about Gronk, but it doesn't matter. Cameron Brait is going to look like a superstar probably with and I, I'm telling Tom you, that Kyle Rudolph pickup matters. I agree because he's a savvy veteran, a smart guy. Him and Tom are going to get along. Um, and I'm telling you this. Russell Gage on this offense with Tom Brady is going to make a difference. That's his Russell Gage is going to be the black Wes Welker to Tom. Yeah, I don't know. We we always tend to, I think we tend to um go to different things. I, I, I think I tend towards defense more than you do. But the fact that they got uh Keanu Neal. And Akeem Hicks added oh, yeah, to that but, added to that defense. And I've said before, their linebacking core is one of the best in the NFL. Because you're looking at Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Devin White. I mean, th- the other guy I don't even know, so I'm not gonna even pretend like I know him. But <laughs> I'm not with Joe Tyron Shayanka. I don't even know that guy. Yeah, but Sha- Shaq Barrett. Devin White is a freak. Devin, Devin White is a freak. Levante David's a monster. Like, they have a great defense. You know, that's a good, that, you know, that's a good, good defense. And like, like you said, when you get, when you talk about defense, you need, and Vita Vea, how do you not love Vita Vea? God, I love Vita Vea with all that hair. Whenever I see him, I think of Troy <laughs> Palomalu. 
like a like like maybe he ate Troy Palomalu. <laughs> it makes me happy. But I mean, that being said, your defense is going to be very good. It may not be the best in the league, but it'll be very very good. Here, top, here top is five, top ten. Oh, I I think top five, top five easily. Top five. They were top easily, five last year. But I, they were I top think five last year. I think they got better. Yeah, and I think they I think got better. Be a, I think a lot. I think other teams got better. I think I don't think they'll drop off. I think mm. other teams are going to get better. Okay, like you said, I, like I, I think that New Orleans Saint defense last year gave people problems, even though they had no offense, and they got tuckered out, and then they made huge additions. I think the Honey Badger is an absolute huge pickup. He's another one of those guys that just always seems to make a yep. difference. Yep, he's always there. Yeah, and but again, what do you say about Tom Brady? Don't bet against him till till it's over. I mean, till till it. You don't you don't bet. It's like our um our Packers pick for the NFC North. Like agreed. Why would you bet against them until you're proven wrong? All right. So just the, on the complete opposite, because I was watching the thing and we talked to when we did the NFC North. The Bears off or the Bears wide receiver room was garbage when it started, and now they're getting hurt left and right because you know why would they well, now they're play now they're signing every now they're signing everybody. Yeah, now they're like everyone's begging them to go out and sign Will Fuller. I'm like, really? You want to see that guy make one catch in five games and then get hurt or drug yep. test positive and get the fuck out of there? I mean, that's fine. You can. But yeah, like, it's Will Will Fuller and uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll fix everything. That'll, yep. that, that, I didn't know that Cole Beasley was on the market. Let's get him. That'll solve all yep. the problems. But Cole Beasley that- is a player. Cole Beasley is a player, but oh, not yeah. not for your Chicago Bears. Not for the Chicago Bears. No, Cole Chicago Beasley. Bears. Cole Beasley is great. When you have big name, big target guys, other places, and he can play off of them and Correct. eat up the underneath and make you f- eat, just completely play off your mistakes underneath. Correct. Because he's like, dude, I can't beat you when I'm getting double coverage or when you're not paying attention to me. But if right. I can he's- get you to even remotely yes. give me a half a second out of your mind, I'm gone. I'm not saying yes, he's he- not. The Bears he's have the no third- one to take he- his mind he- off of him. He's the- right. He's the third receiver when you have two good receivers. Yeah, and he's very good at his job when he's that guy. Yep, agreed. Totally fine with that. But then when you sit about it, now I, I'm not going to go ahead and – so at wide receiver for the Bucks, you're looking at Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. That's fine. Those are good. Godwin won't be back right in the beginning of the year, but they're saying now maybe three games at most, three or four. So then let's say he doesn't make his bet way back. But Tyler Johnson had a great year last year. Brashad Perryman – Julio Jones, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller caught a lot of touchdowns last year when people were hurt. Not a lot. I don't want to say a lot, but he caught touchdowns. Scotty Miller is another guy that Tom Brady has trust with. And then, like I said, Cameron Brait is physically able to be a good tight end. Kyle Rudolph's going to make catches. The I think Cameron is good. I think Cameron, I think Cameron Brait is going to break out this year. I think I think he becomes the guy in Tampa. I know you like Kyle Rudolph. I know you love the signing. I think Cameron Brait is physically more gifted. I think he's he more athletic. That. Yeah, I, I do too. I think he'll have that season. And I think mm-hmm. it's super smart on the Bucks' behalf to not only have Tom Brady there, obviously, like they didn't like they had any choice, like they weren't going to want him back. But when you go out and you get a guy like Kyle Rudolph who can come in and be like, this is how we do this stuff. Because like you have yeah. Gronk and Gronk knows Tom and what he wants, but is Grunk really the guy you want teaching young, like younger guys? Like maybe a little bit, some shit, but like Kyle Rudolph is an established tight end who's been around a long time. I think it'll be a yeah. good for him. And I think well, Cameron, he'll probably get, Cameron yeah. Brate's been around a long time too. 
How long has he been in the league now? At least eight years. No, is it been that? It's long? gotta be. It's gotta be. Cameron Braid's been around a long. Holy a long shit! Time. It is the eighth season. Okay, so there you go. Well, Cameron I mean, Braid's my... a legit. He's a legit. Uh, tight end. I mean, he 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 can catch. He can catch. Pa- I mean, he he can run routes. He can catch passes. He's got Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, thrown to him. He can have a career year with no one in his way. Yeah, I believe he's faster than uh, Kyle Rudolph. Oh, for sure. He's taller. He runs better routes. So, yeah. I, I, Kyle I think he's thirty-two. Yeah, I I think Cameron Brait takes that position and runs with it. I hope so. I want Tom to win the Super Bowl. Here's a crazy. Here's a crazy thing I just saw today. Who's the best receiver in football? Mm. Arguably, arguably, who who do they say right now? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Do you know who was drafted the same year and who has better numbers year after year after year after year than him? DeAndre Hopkins. Mike Evans. That is a good point. Everyone kind of Mike, on Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a better receiver than Devontae Adams, statistically. And I will say he's a better receiver uh, also, like, physically, athletically, he's better. Because he had Jameis Winston throwing to him Excellent. when point. Devontae Adams had Aaron Rodgers. Excellent point. You're going to really get a glimpse at how De- how Devontae Adams really is this year. I think Devontae Adams is going to be really good. I think he'll be think, good, but I don't I, think I think he steps back. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Derek Carr. I, I think Derek, I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He's not great. He's not a hall. He's not a hall of fame quarterback. Here's a great. But he's question. another one of those. He's another one of those guys who will go out there and you know what you're going to get out of him. He's not going to throw a ton of stupid passes. He's going to, if he has a receiver, he will throw for a ton of yardage. So just to throw out a couple of names, I'm curious on what you think. If you are the head coach or the general manager for the Raiders, and you're talking about just for the season, just for this season, no contract implications, no future, just for these 17 games. I want to, yes or no, if you would take this guy over Derek Carr. Okay. Joe Burrow. Yes. Justin Herbert. Just for this season. Just only for this season. No, not yet. Well, now I'm having fun. Let me do, let me do a couple more. Let me have, let me do a couple yeah, more. Yeah, I know that I know that one's gonna that one's gonna hit. That one's not going to be received well. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray or Derek Carr? For one, for just this year. Just the year. Not for your future. On the Raiders. Not for the, we're, yeah, ta- on we're talking on the Raiders. For the yes. Raiders. Yes. For I'm, some I'm ungodly taking, reasons, somebody, everybody taking, got in trouble. I'm taking Derek Carr. Okay. Everybody got here. Here's this, this scenario. Everyone got in trouble. And as the GM of the Raiders, you can swap your quarterback <laughs> Okay. With these guys for one year, no contract okay. issues, no nothing. You just get to swap them, and you just, okay. just to get the year out of the way. No future thought, 
No okay. like, longevity thought, no nothing. Okay, then I'm taking Derek Carr over Kyler Murray. All right, like I'm not going to do the stupid ones, like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, like obviously, sure. okay? But I'm sure, going to pick sure. some ones that are fun. Sure. Here's an interesting one. Matt Stafford. I'm taking Matt Stafford. I think I would too. I would def- I think I would too. Um <laughs> this one will hit home. Dak. I'm taking Dak. Man, you know what? I Dak is under Dak is so underrated. He is such an underrated I know I'm a homer. I don't care you can call me a homer. He is such an underrated quarterback. As a rookie, he should have won as a rookie in the okay. playoffs. I got two more, and then I'll be done. Okay. I love this. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson or Derek Carr. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson because I don't think he's ever had weapons like Derek Carr has. Agreed. Agreed. And then the last one I think is more easy, is a lot easier. Uh, Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen. Okay. Josh right, Allen. Yeah. Josh Allen is a top. What? Right now, if you're redrafting <sighs> the NFL, he's probably number one or two quarterback taken. Uh, and that's hard for me because, like, and I would say yeah. he's number one. I'd say he's number one. He's got to be close because I don't have the faith in Mahomes that most people do. I think the Chiefs are going to have a rough year. I do too. And I, you know, I am a Joe Burrow lover. I love Joe Burrow too, but I'll take th- Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. Yes. I think that's one of the very few. If I was redrafting, if now, I'm not redraft- for the season, I'm, but I'm like for future. Correct. If I'm redrafting the NFL right now, the number one overall pick, in my opinion, is Josh Allen. Yeah, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. And I wouldn't be shocked if number two is Joe Burrow because he's Joe Cool. He is awesome. I love Joe. I love Joe Burrow, but Josh Allen is different. He is. He's a different animal. I really, but I think, I think Burrow's going to get there. Like he's such a nerd about football. And like you're not gonna see him getting in trouble. He lives with his parents. I don't like even he, care if he's getting in trouble. I, I'll I'll get him. I'll have a lawyer on retainer for I'm, a guy it's like it's that. Not even, it's not necessarily the trouble aspect of it. I'm saying as a quarterback, the guy's not got his mind nowhere but football. Like he hangs out occasionally. <laughs> he plays video games. He might go to a concert, but he is so balls deep in football. Correct. It's dumb. I, I it's agree. Dumb. I agree. And I think he's got that. He's got that thing that you always look for that makes everyone better than everyone else. Like the guys that are set themselves apart. Like the reason why most people like LeBron or like Jordan and Kobe over LeBron is because you could see that losing was a problem. Like they really lived their sport where LeBron is like an icon and a fashion guy and this and that and all this other bullshit. And like, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about LeBron, and I we jump around in this this podcast so much. I love it. It's awesome. And I hope I hope I hope anyone who listens to it appreciates it because if they don't, this is the wrong <laughs> the wrong thing to listen to. The crazy thing about LeBron is that he could have the world by the balls. I mean, as far as fans go, I understand he has the world by the balls because he's LeBron James. 
but the dude never has an issue off the court. Married his high school sweetheart, has his kids, coaches his kids, takes care. Like he's a good, he's a good guy. He's done everything, you know, back in the day when I used to be like, you know, I want my athletes to be role models. I want them to be good people. Like I want the, I want the good guy. Yeah, but he's I kind want of the a good bitch. guy to win. But he, he's a jerk off. He is he's, a jerk off. He, he gets on his podium and rants about stupid stuff. It, he lives and, while he at li- the same, while at the same time having shoe factories in China and all these yeah. places with with kid labor, child labor making his shoes that's making him millions of dollars. So I don't want to hear. I, I know I know it's a salty old white dude thing. The whole like, oh, I don't want to hear your political state. Listen, I don't you can have your political statements. You can have your opinions. This is America. That's why that's why this is the greatest country in the world. You can say them. But you're a hypocrite. Yeah, don't be ignorant. Right. Don't be ignorant to the fact that you've made billions of dollars or millions, whatever. I I, I don't know if he's eclipsed billion yet, but he's probably close. close. You've made so much money off the backs of children that you don't have a right to tell people anything. Yeah, I politically. agree. I agree. And like, the thing know is, your role. He walks around exactly being exactly like who he is. He acts like a guy who's had people kissing his ass since he was in junior high and never went I to agree. college. Agree. Now, that being said, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. You're like, good for you raising your kids and not cheating on your wife or getting in a scandal. Good yes, for you. I agree. That's and, a great and, thing. And good for you donating money because your financial planner told you you had to. You get overtaxed. But whatever. The bottom line is that's how I feel about him, and that's where I get off on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's got it. Whatever it is, is Joe's got it. I agree. So that being said, we're at 54 minutes, and we will uh, – uh, we would have to start a second episode if we didn't end here shortly. So uh, this was a good one. We went nice and round in circles. It was good. We got everywhere. This is one of my favorite ones. We did uh, a little bit of everything. So now Wednesday, uh, Thursday night, what are we doing? Top three. I think that we have to do – we were going to do linebackers. I think we should do top two linebacker, middle linebackers, top two outside linebackers. I think we have to differentiate because I, I believe they're different positions. All right. Top. So two uh, outside linebackers, two middle linebackers. Correct. I'm in for it. I like it. Uh, that and I, said, and I, th- this crossed my mind the last time we did this and we did it with defensive linemen. I want, I want whoever is listening, I want them to understand these are our top. So tight ends, I understand Shannon Sharp. Or yeah, Shannon Sharp was amazing tight end. I get it. He's just not my guy. Like he's not. He's not my top three. Agreed. And we've said that before. And we've given everybody at the right. end of it. And I'll do it again right now. If you don't like what what we've had to say and you want to debate it, we would love you to come on. I can send you a link. All three of us can chat. We could do that. All you got to do is we email can- me at effingterrible13 yes. at yahoo.com. Yes. Or I have no problem in. telling people how wrong they are. Exactly. Or log into our website at effingterrible.com and just shoot me a direct message on there. Super easy. While you're on there, check out our two newest t-shirts. Again, we have Chicago, Chicago, come for the pizza, stay for your murder. And also uh, my newest one, 
that I put up today. Take from it whatever you will. And if you don't like it, I don't really care. It is uh, uh, my favorite president and yours, George Washington, wearing some nice sunglasses, some shades. And then underneath it, it says what I believe he would be saying right now is that me and the homies would be stacking bodies by now. So enjoy that shirt. Please check it out. If there's something that you would like to have me make a shirt, shoot us an email. But again, uh, Thursday night, we're going to do two outside linebackers, two middle linebackers, top two for both. And uh, again, check us out on social media, effingterrible.com. We're on all the social medias, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, at Effing Terrible Sports. Anything on the way out the door, Steve? Buy your cards, man. Invest. Oh, yeah, Invest buy in some cards. Future. Hey, buy I cards. Will I will tell you right now, if you get a chance, every time a major sport releases a full series, a full set, they're between 50 and 70 bucks. Buy one. Give it to your godchildren. Give it to your nephews. Keep one in the closet for yourself. If someone would have done that for you, you'd have millions of dollars in rookie cards. Yep. Jump so up in your mom and dad's attic. Go get, get your old stuff out. Go get it. All right. We just found, next time. We did, yep. We just found the eighteen hundred dollar uh, Jordan card. Yes, you did. In my, in my collection. So go get in your attics, man. Like go find them. Go to garage sales. Go find the stuff. Get or it back on, out there. Or go on my website and buy one. Or go on effingterrible.com and buy them. That's oh, your right. best option. It's your best option. Facts. All right, Steve. Till Thursday. Be good. All right, brother. Thanks, everybody. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls.